Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 48 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. Welcome to Think Humanities. A question I get often is, what are the humanities? Or I might anticipate the question when speaking to a group and say to them, give me your definition of the humanities. It's not always a fair way to begin my remarks because I found the humanities are many things to many people. The definition takes in a lot of ideals, thoughts, and interpretations. Perhaps we will ask our guest today on the podcast how she addresses the question. She is Phoebe Stein, the new Federation of State Humanities Council's president, effective on May 1st, just a few days ago. She has a deep and long background in the humanities, a PhD and MA in English from Loyola University in Chicago. She served as the executive director for Maryland Humanities uh, in 2008 to 2020. She hosted a radio spot uh, she called the Humanities Connection and has extensive national and statewide humanities uh, in her background. Uh, Phoebe, welcome. Hi, Bill. I'm really, really delighted to be here. Thanks for the invitation. So quite um, quite a, uh, a job uh, jump for you uh, from a state director to national president. So for those in our listening audience who really don't know the structure of uh, the councils and the federation, just give us a little primer on that. Yeah, um, so the Federation of State Humanities Councils is the membership and advocacy organization for the 55 state and territorial councils. Um, The councils, as some of our listeners may know, were created in the 1970s after the cultural agencies, the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts were created by Congress. And really, this was um, Congress saying, what's going to be happening in my jurisdiction? What's going to be happening in my district? What's going to be happening locally? So the councils were set up over a number of years to uh, really regrant federal funds at the grassroots level. It was an experiment of sorts. And I think it's going 40, 40 plus years on. It's going, it's going very well. Uh, so the Federation has, of course, that national scope, uh, and the, we are really, as I said, that membership organization, uh, voice, and a convener also of the councils. In your life, in your uh, preparation, your, your scholarship, uh, the work that you did um, in Maryland as director, what really uh, prepared you for taking on uh, the presidency of, of the National Federation? Well, I started as a part-time intern at Illinois Humanities in 1999, in the summer of 1999. So I like to think that I've had the perspective of a, you know, a part-time intern. Then I returned to the council there to be a communications officer, Um, then also became director of public affairs at Illinois Humanities, and then moved into my executive director role in Maryland. So I feel like I've been in a number of different seats and had a number of different perspectives. And before that, I was a consumer of of council programs. So I've also been an audience member 
in that way. And then, of course, I also sat on the Federation board for four years. So I was on, I was the vice president of the board of the Federation, working there in a governance kind of capacity. So I would say that my deep and long experience, both advocating for the humanities and for the state councils, and I, I also do think that my communications background with the councils has been, has been helpful as well. How have you seen uh, over the, uh, the time that you've been um, in the humanities uh, nationally now and, and as a uh, state director, how have you seen the role of the, the director uh, of mm. a state organization and other states that you have become uh, uh, intimately familiar with and the president? How have those two roles changed over the 20 plus years that you've been uh, involved in, in uh the national and, and state humanities organizations. Yeah, um, I would say I'm not. I'm not sure I can speak to the changing role of the president of the federation, but I would say that it's been uh, increasingly important for executive directors of state humanities councils uh, to really have. Um, a broad expertise, not only, of course, in the content of the humanities and understanding that, but as nonprofit managers. Uh, and I think that is a skill set that I know I have a PhD in American literature, and, and that was not, um, I didn't think I would grow up to be an executive director of a nonprofit. And I think I increasingly learned over the years uh, that I needed professional development and support in really running what was essentially a small business. So, Phoebe, how do you answer the question, what are the humanities? Well, I think that there is a challenge here, as I think we would acknowledge, that when we think of the humanities, not one image comes to mind for people because of the capaciousness of the humanities. And I understand the humanities to be ways that we understand what it means to be human. So I think about literature as a way to understand history, ethics, philosophy. So really, um, of course, this means that I have a very broad definition of the humanities because nothing um, that is outside of the scope of what it means to think about being human is, uh, you know, is not germane to the humanities. So it's just, it's very, um, a very inclusive, I would say, definition. Is that an important question that, that people raise? Um, is it something that we, uh, as humanities councils, should... Um, should learn to articulate uh, better or uh, something that we should uh, maybe wrongly assume people know? Or should there be a, uh, an education or a campaign uh, in individual states, of course? Or do you find, uh, maybe in Maryland this is the way it uh, was, uh, maybe other directors you've talked to, that they've kind of nailed it and people know who they are, their, their identity is well established? Uh, how important is that uh, question? Well, I think that really one of the most important things to know about the humanities is that because the work that the councils do uh, is in the public humanities realm, uh, and what that, what that means is that we are in either virtually or in person, that we are, the humanities happens in the exchange of ideas, right? That's certainly something that, that in Kentucky you, you all advance as well. So uh, I do know that in Maryland and, and in Illinois, and I know for other states, um, state humanities councils are these trusted, known organizations 
um, for their convening and bringing people together for that interpersonal connection, really. Um, so I, I think we can certainly speak to what are the humanities in terms of the content. But for me, the magic of the humanities is what happens between people uh, when they're learning from each other, hearing one another, uh, understanding one another. I do think, uh, and I don't know what your practice was, I do think it's a, uh, a good idea to at times bring our congressional, our federation, our, our federal delegations uh, into the to the equation uh, with us because uh, I get, and I'm sure you did too, questions from them about um, what exactly you do. And of course, if you mention some of our programs, if you mention uh, the history of Kentucky or history of Maryland, uh, that they immediately can cite examples and that sort of thing, but they don't often put it under that uh, that big umbrella. So um, I, I, you, you do agree that um, having people, even on a national scale, um, representing your state uh, in Congress, uh, because they're the ones who, who allocate our funding, uh, or a large part of it, is an important aspect of it too. Yeah, I mean, I think that we need to educate um, our elected representatives, not only about the value of the humanities, but of the impact. Um, and I think that that is every state council and territorial council can demonstrate that. We have grants going right back into local communities. We have those vitally important public programs, again, be they virtual or in person. Uh, we are meeting the needs of our legislators' constituents. We do know that. And that's the story that we need to tell. The, um, the challenges, uh, but at the same time, the the opportunities that uh, that you face uh, that you um, will be working on. Could you just give us sort of an overall? I mean, I know it's only been a few days, and you're right. you're, you're but but you're already familiar with uh, the way the federation works. Just talk a little bit about uh, maybe what your direction is going to be. Um, well, I think also in this time of the coronavirus, uh, I think that the Federation uh, needs to be a, a voice, again, as I said, for the impact and the value, not only of the humanities, for, but of the, of the state councils. Uh, and I think that, you know, really um, communicating that the state councils are here to provide opportunities for people to be heard, to connect, um, to be um, one of our uh, directors in Oregon, Adam Davis, talks about the councils as a calm, reliable, uh, encouraging partner. And I think that's the message that uh, we want to send, particularly during during this time. Uh, and I, but I do think so. That is a particularly you know, the virus presents obviously a challenge in many ways. And of course, to all of us, um, I think that uh, we also, you know, we need to demonstrate the impact so that we can demonstrate the need for the resources um, and build that we need and, and build the capacity of the state councils to respond to community needs. Uh, I also think that uh, the Federation has a role in helping our nation think about uh, many of the issues that uh, the virus has laid bare, inequities, um, challenges at the societal, economic, you know, so many, so many different levels, um, public health. 
Uh, I really do believe that the humanities, the lens of the humanities, we've talked about history, literature, ethics, philosophy, that is, a, that is an indispensable lens to think about uh, the issues that are, that are facing us all the time, but particularly today, even in terms of resources, scarcity of resources, public health, uh, these are these are vitally important. The lens of the humanities is vitally important in, in really coming to understand and grapple with and those those issues. Of course, it's um, it goes without saying that this is an unprecedented time, and we're living um, we're living history uh, as we speak. Do you uh, can you recall in your um, knowledge of the history of the Federation, uh, or for that matter, NEH, the National Endowment, that we've had uh, a, a situation like the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus that has called uh, on the humanities to play such a role. Uh, I, I was not affiliated with the humanities uh, other than in my own personal life. Um, uh, for example, uh, on 9-11, or uh, even during the, the Great Recession, more uh, familiar to us because it just happened a few years ago. But do you, what, what were you doing at that time, and, and how were you called upon uh, in the humanities to react to something like this? Yeah, um, I, can, I can speak more, um, more recently to, to the Great Recession, and um, I actually was, um, I, I was hired for my job at Maryland Humanities in April 2008. By the time I was in my seat in July 2008 on my first board meeting, uh, we were really in the midst of, of the Great Recession. So um, very quickly, within a few months, the focus of the organization in terms of um, budgets and priorities and resources and prioritizing those uh, was, was very clear. And, um, you know, what I, what I realized there and that, and that was a long period for us. And I realized initially we did uh, at Maryland Humanities during the Great Recession, we did more with less. And then, frankly, we did less with less. I mean, that, that was necessary. Uh, and thankfully, we came through to a period where, you know, my mantra was more with more. And um, so, you know, that was a, a very, um, satisfying kind of trajectory of, of how, how we could address community need over that, over that period. Um, I will say that um, the councils have had respond, have needed to respond obviously to any number of crises, 9-11, Katrina, um, and that they have always very thoughtfully um, responded with, again, these opportunities to process, to give context, um, and to give opportunities for connection, reflection, and then, uh, importantly, I also think building trust. Uh, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, but I think that becomes increasingly important um, to think about how we come together again uh, physically, but how we gather virtually in a way that can can really um, have a really mean effective connection. I think that's it. Uh, 
and I do want to say also that the councils have done a great job not only responding, I mean, I was talking about uh, in Maryland responding fiscally to the situation, but also many councils right now are responding with programming about the virus itself. So I think about, you know, conversations on the couch at New York Humanities talking about uh, inequity and the pandemic. Um, so uh, many councils are creating new programs such as that, and others are kind of retrofitting and adapting their current programming to our current situation. So the nimbleness of the councils to respond, and of course, most importantly there would be listening to communities themselves, right? So understanding what people in community want to talk about and what would be healing and important to them. Do you think there's any way looking forward, um, uh, hopefully we will not have uh, to face uh, something as tragic and horrendous as uh, the, the virus, although we don't know if it's going to go away. Do you think the, uh, the Federation from a national standpoint, uh, is there any way that uh, we can, we as the state councils can prepare for something like this? Should we have uh, our emergency kit uh, in, in, in the closet and kind of bring that out when something like this happens? Because I think most uh, of the directors I've spoken with and councils uh, were really caught unaware until it, it sort of came right to our door. And um, I, I felt like we, maybe with a little preparation, which you don't always have in an emergency, we could have done a better job. Although I think we've done a fine job, as most of the councils that I'm aware of uh, have. But it would it would serve us well, I think, to have... Uh, something ready uh, in preparation for whatever is going to happen next. And we all know it's something's going to happen next. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think that um, the councils have been uh, not only responsive, but uh, very nimble and um, have utilized their, their core strengths to, to respond. Um, I think about the CARES grant funding uh, the CARES money, uh, federal uh, relief that the councils are all distributing across their states. And of course, it is the statewide breadth and depth that is the strength of, of the councils. I agree with you uh, that I think we and, and the federation gives me a lot to think about, but as the federation to think about these lessons learned and preparations for uh, the next kind of emergency. Um, and, I, and I think this, this has to do with now, now I think we, we understand a lot more about remote working, um, but, but how to stay connected and how to stay connected with the membership, you know, all the state humanities councils themselves, and of course, then the publics that they, that they serve. So I think it would do us well, and thank you for helping me think about this, to think about lessons learned and, and what new tools kind of are in our toolkit here uh, for really, I mean, I say after, but as you say, there really isn't going to be after this pandemic. It's going to be with us. And uh, I think the world is going to be so changed. Uh, and there's a lot that the humanities and the humanities councils can offer to, to kind of lead us through that or just walk side by side uh, with our communities. Phoebe, uh, this is a, a piece uh, from um, April of 
the writer's Agnes Collard, or Callard. She is an associate professor of philosophy at the University of Chicago and uh, has written uh, uh, one book, but the, the title of her article, which comes from the Atlantic, is what do the humanities do in a crisis? Crises are at least while they are happening, not educational opportunities, but there are still things to learn. And then just a little subtitle, humanists, usually masters of inactivity, should be well-equipped to deal with a pandemic. What does it mean if they can't? I thought it was interesting. And then the full article really sort of explores uh, that um, uh, sentence uh, or, or that statement about, uh, uh, I, I like the idea, masters of inactivity, but they should be ready to, to respond to, uh, to a pandemic or to any, any crisis. And I think that's just what we've been talking about. Yeah, I think this is a, a really interesting opportunity that councils are taking advantage of uh, to, there, there are, uh, a f- you know, there are a number of low-tech, no-tech uh, programs I, I, that councils are conducting right now that seem to be a, a specifically humanist response. Uh, and I think of the letter writing program at coming again from Oregon Humanities called Dear Stranger that was featured on NPR a few weeks ago. Uh, and these are strangers writing letters to each other uh, and connecting one-on-one in that way. Uh, but also I think about uh, Indiana Humanities has adapted their Campfires program, uh, which is uh, an outdoor uh, program where they bring groups of folks to read literature in nature and hike and explore natural um, you know, landscapes together. And they have actually now converted that completely online um, to a, an experience that will be mostly through film uh, and to capture parts of their state in film that may be not accessible by foot for their, or not for groups, let me put it that way. So there is actually this pivot to, we can bring you somewhere that you would not have had, a, had access to before. And they are calling this the slow moment. <laughs> this is sort of part of the slow movement to slow down and experience this natural moment and um, uh, landscape. And, and I think those are the ways that I, uh, those are perhaps the ways in which humanists sometimes are, um, uh, I don't really, it, it, I was just thinking about what, what, the, what humanists can do in this moment and that it is um, being part of a slowing down movement, writing letters, uh, moving through a space very slowly, um, that perhaps we can return to understanding the value of some of those things. So in, um, in, in conclusion, I would say uh, in, your, in your role uh, as, uh, as president now of the, of the Federation, um, you certainly will be a, a cheerleader and a, a, an advocate for the humanities operating in any environment. Uh, whether it's a pandemic, uh, whether it's uh, whatever crisis uh, will face us next, or, or whether it's the the slow movement of just uh, communicating uh, in in civil discussion and continuing the work of um, of the humanities across the nation. 
I agree. I, I think this the importance of a, of the humanities in our everyday lives. I mean, I think that that was really a focus for me uh, at Maryland Humanities, and that continues to be nationally. Uh, I think uh, even when you're talking about the last time that your baseball team, they're not playing right now, but last time they were in the World Series, that actually is a humanities discussion. So um, as our conversations about, you know, the Flint water crisis and public health and the pandemic. So um, I really feel, as I said, that this humanities lens is indispensable to uh, all of our, really all of our everyday conversations and interactions with one another. I've been speaking with uh, Phoebe Stein, uh, the uh, new president as of uh, just the 1st of May of the uh, National Federation of uh, State Humanities Council. She's speaking um, from her home uh, in in Baltimore, uh, not too far from uh, the office of the State Federation in uh, in Washington. Uh, We will all stay quarantined until it's safe to to return to work. Uh, Phoebe, uh, thanks so much and, and good luck and uh, call on all of us at any time. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate the opportunity and stay well, everybody. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 48 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.